This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and it's been a scorcher today. Okay, I know I I shouldn't expect to get too much sympathy from people who live in parts of the world where it really gets hot. But, (laughs) uh, here up here in Minnesota, uh, we we can get there. We can get up into those higher temperature ranges, and it can get quite uncomfortable. Uh, it can get quite humid, which is something that folks, I guess, in Arizona um, and New Mexico and, and those places don't get a lot of, although I'm, I'm sure they have times of the year where humidity might become something. But generally, it's a lot drier climate out there, isn't it? And But those folks who live down in New Orleans, Mississippi, <laughs> those that, you know, it's Florida, that part of the world where where it's humid and super hot uh, a lot of times. I don't expect a lot of sympathy from you guys. It's just, it happens. Uh, it's driving to one of my many, many jobs that I'm doing currently, and I'm still so poor. Hmm, woe is me. Well, anyway, that's, uh, don't lament that. But uh, I was driving out to a job, and uh, the, the temperature on the dashboard... Uh, of the car said that it was 102 degrees out there. Now, from what I can tell so far, I think the official temperature for the Twin Cities uh, for today, the high temperature was 97 degrees. I think they they have a temperature thing at the airport, which is over there in Bloomington, uh, which is just right next to Minneapolis. And I think that's where they... Whatever the high temperature that shows up there becomes the official temperature for the uh, Twin Cities. So it's it's not always reflective of what you know what it is all the way around you know, the state, of course. So anyway, 102 and humid as all get out. And um, and, I, and again, I'm not I, I I maybe a little sympathy from some people if they want to throw that my way I'll take it but the office that I work at we have a essentially it's a window unit air conditioner well but it goes through the wall but you know same kind of thing and it's been needing replacing for the last I don't know five or four, you know four or five summers it's been needing to be replaced and it's just been getting worse it it, it does cool the office for a bit uh, as long as the outside temperature doesn't hit above 85 degrees and the sun stays on the other side of the building, which isn't for long. 
once it gets to the other side of the building and beats down on it and the temperature gets up above, uh, up above 85 degrees, I start to feel it in the office. Otherwise, a fan and the air conditioner do an okay job. If the temperature gets in the low 80s, I don't really notice too much discomfort in the office. But today, ugh. I mean, the, the, the thermometer in the office said it was 83 degrees in there when I was leaving, and I left early today. I said, to hell with this. i got too much work to do tonight, and I'm not going to sit here and sweat and none of the night crew were coming into the office anyway, so, you know, might as well leave. And when it's humid, like, it's just like, you know, it's just, ugh. You know. But I, I know, it might, I, I mentioned something to the guy that brings our mail, and I said, but I don't, you know, you're out in it. And then I drive, and I see guys that do, are doing road work, and there's people working on roofs of houses, and it's just, oh, my goodness, how? And then you think back, I think back to the days... Uh, before air conditioning, which weren't all that long ago, yeah, I could I, I remember at least seeing in the movies uh, in the 1950s, they would advertise uh, you know, movie theaters would be you know we have air conditioning, uh, that would be a, a big that would be a plus to draw people out of their houses uh, to get away from their, to get them away from those evil television sets that was that was digging into the movie profits, so. In order, you know, one of the ways to entice them was to, you know, outfit the theater with air conditioning. And that was one way to bring people out in the summer. Um, and so it wasn't, it wasn't all that long ago when air conditioning wasn't all that common. And you had people living in Phoenix, Arizona, and New Orleans. And, you know, you had people living. In, and, in, and today... Even in those parts of the world, in parts of our country, there are people living without air conditioning, and there's parts in the world uh, where people live without air conditioning, and how they stay cool, I don't know. How they manage to get through it, I don't know. You get used to it, and I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I ugh. But, <clears throat> sorry, some, I, some people might uh, m remind me, you know, this is, you know, uh, that in the middle of winter, uh, it gets awfully cold here. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I at, at those times, see, I try I try not to complain too much about the cold in the winter. Although it does get to, it does start to drag on a little bit. I mean, we get summer for like by well today we get it today, and then you know we have winter for you know the day before today and the day after tomorrow, and the, all the rest of the year. I mean, so. Yeah, you know, we don't get a lot of summer. I am, of course, being a bit of a bit exaggerator there. But winter does last a while, and it does get a little tiring. And you know, then you, but then I, I still say I'd, I'd rather it be cold than it be hot. It just, it's just you can you can only take off so much clothes, and you're still uncomfortable. In in winter, you can dress for it. And you can be comfortable. You can be out in the elements, and you can still be comfortable, as long as you're dressed for it. You, know, if, uh, you can go outside naked, and you're still miserable, and and you're naked. Ugh. So anyway, um, I a couple weeks ago, I had talked about uh, there's two towns, a, a tale of two towns in uh, Australia, 
down there on the underside of the globe. Well, under is relative, of course, but but you know, but you flat earthers, uh, I, I I saw some news going around saying that uh, some flat earthers don't believe that Australia even exists. I don't know if that was a little satire bit, but I wouldn't put it past them. You know, it's it's hard to know now. It's hard to know. Is that just a satire bit, or are there? Are there flat earthers that think that Australia is a lie? I don't know how what the, what the globe looks like to them in their minds. What the Earth looks like? It, it's this flat thing, whatever. It's just I don't know how they explain things with the sun. And how I I don't know. It's just and and I also don't know if flat earthers think the moon is round and the sun is round and the planets are round. I don't know if they think that. And if they do. Well, why wouldn't the Earth be? It's just, it's just weird. And and they are a fringe group, but they seem to be growing. And it's that's 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 troublesome. Well, anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, so in Australia, there's these two towns. Uh, one fluoridates its water, the other one does not. Uh, I don't remember the names off the top of my head. I'll link. Well, you know, just go back and look at the show notes at dimland.com. <laughs> That's where my, my show notes are. You click on the blog option and you'll find the show notes. And oh, and, and as long as I'm doing that self-promotion, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or you can follow me on Podbean. And then you can check and see wherever else you catch your podcasts from. Uh, just check and see if you can find Dimland Radio on there and, and pull them down from there. That, that'd be cool. Uh, if you would, give a good rating. And and a, and a, you know leave a review a good review please I mean I, I'll ask for a five star one but you know if you, a four I guess is okay <laughs> uh, anyway um, you can do that and then on Facebook uh, if you would go over to you know look search for Dimland Radio and like the page that would be cool uh, I was up to 194 likes but I lost two I don't know why I don't know what I did. You know, defending a certain president a little too much. Well, I wasn't defending the president. I just never mind. Let's not get too. Let's not get caught up in that. Um, so, those two towns, one fluoridates its water, one doesn't. One town has lots and lots and lots of cavities and fillings and uh, tooth extractions and tooth and mouth pain, and the other one does not. And the one that does not has fluoride in its water. Uh, so and that's in Australia, and it's not just Australia. I guess there's some parts of the United States. There's some towns that have decided not to put fluoride in their water, and they, you need. I think it's uh, 0.7 parts per million of fluoride in the water is a good amount to have that would help protect our teeth and your kids' teeth. You got kids? You want them to be miserable with mouth pain? Is that what you want? So um, I found out there's another uh, there's another city that has uh, that decided to uh, not fluoridate their water, and it's up there, north of the border, up there, up there, there in Canada. Oh yeah, up there in Calgary, out in Calgary in Alberta, Canada. It's in Alberta, right? Uh, I, uh, I drove around Calgary with my friend of mine. We uh, we were heading from uh, we 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 went to check out some. Uh, some glaciers, which are probably all melted now, in uh, I think it's Jasper Park National Park or what in Canada, whatever they call them, near Banff. That's another cool and I love the name Banff, B-A-M-F. Uh, and it, we and we went we went north from there, 
and swung around and got to Edmonton, stopped there to get gas. I was wearing, I didn't know we were going to end up in Edmonton and stop and get gas. I was wearing a, a t-shirt that had, um, that was a, a commemorative t-shirt from when the Minnesota North Stars, that uh, the old hockey team we had, had defeated the Edmonton Oilers in, uh, uh, in some, uh, the playoff, the semifinals, whatever, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That after like after the um, the North Stars beat the Edmonton Oilers, they moved on to play the Pittsburgh Pirates in the Stanley Cup Finals. The North Stars, of course, lost to the Penguin Pirates because they're a Minnesota team, and there's a law written that no Minnesota team is allowed to ever win a championship, except for the 1987 and 1991 World, uh, uh, Minnesota Twins, and for the Minnesota uh, or the mini yeah, no the Minnesota Lynx, the uh, WNBA team that we have. All other teams, it's a, it's a law. It's, it's written in there. They are not allowed to ever win a championship. And that's probably going to include our, our soccer team we've got now. So um, so I was wearing this T-shirt that had the, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, the, the North Stars having beaten the Edmonton Oilers. And we stopped to get gas, and my friend looks at me. He says, the hell are you wearing that for? We're in Edmonton. We're gonna, you want to get us killed? And I put a jacket on over it and said, well, we're just stopping to get gas. Nobody's going to know. We did survive. Well, Calgary does not put fluoride in their water. And I just read this article and it was the, it was a, the, it was almost word for word the same kind of article that I read about the town in, in Australia that does not fluoridate, uh, fluoridate their water. Uh, kids have are getting cavities and they're getting more fillings and more extractions and they're having uh, more mouth pain that they're dealing with and you get cranky kids that don't do well in school because their feet their teeth are bothering them and you know what else can happen you know what else can happen because of you know with with infections and in teeth and that well the infections can get really bad and they can travel into you know, up into your eye socket, into your into your face, up into your brain. I believe I read a story of a kid that uh, uh, ended up uh, having to go to a hospital and be put on antibiotics, uh, a heavy dose of antibiotics to deal with this infection that took place because he had bad teeth, in part because there's no fluoride in the water. Uh, I do have a couple of friends uh, from the Minnesota Skeptics Group. We were discussing this article that... Uh, that I spotted and I shared with the with the group. Uh, there's a couple of them that uh, um, live. Uh, one currently lives where they drink well water, and uh, another one used to have the well water. And uh, she said when she was a kid, she had lots of she had the cavities. And the other uh, that's currently living there, they said that their kids get uh, regular fluoridation uh, treatments from their dentist because uh, you know because they don't get the fluoride in the water. And I, as a kid living in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, we did have fluoride in our water back then, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I, I hated water. I still hate water. I hate water. I hate drinking water. I just, it's just, it has to be really, really cold, and I got to be thirsty enough to drink some water. Otherwise, I hate it. And, uh, and maybe it's the fluoride in there. Uh, but, uh, and I, so I did not drink water as a kid, not just straight. If I drink Kool Aid, 
I drink, you know, some, you know, juices and all that kind of stuff. So I did get fluids, but I just straight up water, never liked it. And, and I did like sugar. You know, we used to have this little treat that uh, we used to make for our mom used to make for us, or, and then we'd make them for ourselves when we got a little older. This treat was a sugar sandwich. You ever have a sugar sandwich? You take uh, you take two slices of Wonder Bread. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be Wonder Bread, but it, it was white bread, and it was Wonder Bread in the days, back in the day when I was a kid. And you take two slices of that, and you get some margarine, and you spread margarine on it on, on the two on the, on the one side of both pieces of the, of the bread, and then you sprinkle uh, uh, generously sugar over over the uh, over the margin and the, it'll it'll embed into the margin hold and you take the two pieces and you put them together and you crunch away on that and you just eat sugar margarine and bread and and if you get in for a treat if you're really in for a treat you'll get some brown sugar because the brown sugar is oh that's really good and sometimes i would i would get a dixie cup and I would i don't think i'd fill it quite to the brim but i'd put a bunch of brown sugar in a dixie cup and i'd just scoop that that sugar and just 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 gobble on that and um long about the when i was in the third grade i think it was the third grade went to the dentist and i had something like 23 20 yes yeah, like 23 cavities on my teeth uh ranging from needing to be filled and needing to be watched you know that kind of thing and, and then the dentist said, well, fortunately, most of them are in teeth that are going to be coming out of his head anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, that's, it's, I, and, and then as an adult, my teeth, I've, I've had a fair amount of fillings. And, uh, you know, they don't last forever. Um, although I've got a couple of teeth that uh, the fillings have held pretty well. Uh, recently, and there wasn't much. There's not much tooth left, <laughs> and I can't afford crowns. I know you know it's weird. The insurance will pay for fillings. It will pay for uh, uh, it, it'll pay for extractions, and it'll pay for uh, you know for false teeth. You, you can get partial, you know, whatever they call those. You know, you get partials in if they don't take out all your teeth you, you can get those it'll pay for all that it won't pay for crowns or for root canals i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it so anyway um i do have a story about my son as long as we're talking about teeth i do have a story about my son but it's going to take a little time and i'm getting close enough to break so why don't i uh, do this i'll go to the first break and then I'll come back and I'll tell you a, a story about my son and about his teeth. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after this break. Talk 
If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. We're the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. That song that we uh, came out of break uh, uh, listening to right there, just then, that song, uh, you might recognize it. It's the song called Can't Get There From Here. It's by a band, a little band that seems to be fairly, seems to have done fairly well. They're not together anymore, but the band is called R-E-M. R-E-M. And they're from Athens, Georgia, and they were part of the... Uh, um, the, the uh, well, Athens, Georgia, back in the 80, late 70s and into the 80s, there were quite a, a number of bands that uh, came out of that area. Um, uh, not all of them as successful as REM, but uh, the B-52s was a was one of them. Uh, a band called Love and Rocket, no, not Love and Rockets, uh, Love Tractor came from uh, Athens, Georgia, and there were others. And uh, and they 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 were at the uh, the forefront of uh, what became known as alternative rock. Uh, they were post-punk, not quite punk, not quite new wave. They were, you know, it's hard to categorize uh, REM for sure. But uh, they, along with uh, uh, the B-52s and uh, um, and I and I like to add uh, Husker Du and the Replacements um, because they're from the Twin Cities. Uh, but they were pretty much inventing what became known as alternative. Rock uh, came in its own category by the late 80s. So anyway, there, I mentioned that because uh, there's a podcast I listen called I listen to called Hit Parade. It comes out once a month, and well, actually twice. In the middle of the month, they do a little trivia show, and the, uh, but the uh, 
but the main podcast comes out once a month and it is really 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 well produced it's really well done and it's a, it tells a story about the history of some aspect of the music business uh, some band some you know it's just some, you know or uh, a combination of uh, you know one or two artists and, and that are related to each other in some way it's just really really well done uh, slate.com sponsors it uh, or it's part of their their podcast branch of, of shows uh, and it's it's hosted by what's his name uh, uh, Chris Melanthi I think I think that's how you say his name and he's a, he's a, he's a music writer and uh, a historian and the guy does a really good job uh, telling these stories he's engaging and then you get a lot of little music clips and all that kind of thing through the show and it's fascinating uh, I found out about it I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show I know I, I mentioned I uh, suggested it uh, recommended it in the blog that I do for nostalgia zone at warehouse find um, you can find the nostalgia zone blog just just go to nostalgiazone.com and click on the blog option there and you'll find the blog it comes out every week um, I usually do one on Thursdays uh, that's usually when I put it out and sometimes I have a guest blogger uh, fellow a friend of mine uh, Michael from out in California he'll guess he'll do a guest blog once in a while uh, but otherwise it's me doing some blog that has something to do with nostalgia and I, I suggested that podcast, and I learned about it from listening to Stuck in the 80s, which is another podcast I've been listening, listening to for a long time. Uh, a, a frequent guest co-host, Jen with one N, mentioned that podcast, Hit Parade. And uh, she said, you know, it sounded intriguing to me, so I thought I'd check it out. And there's, I think right now he's done maybe 20 podcasts or so, maybe a little more. And so it's easy to get caught up. And they're, they're, all of them are fascinating. And I'll tell you how fascinating they are because there's one he's done on, he does on John, Bo, uh, John uh, Bon Jovi, his band Bon Jovi, and hair metal uh, in general. Uh, there's a podcast that he does about them. And it's absolutely fascinating. And I hate Bon Jovi. <laughs> Not him personally. I just can't stand the band. Never liked any of their songs. Any of them. Not a single one. There isn't one. Not that I, that I can think of that I like. That even that I even kind of like. And hair metal is just not my thing. Although I can think of a song or two that I might like. But uh, that was still fascinating for me, even though I I could you know I don't particularly care for the music of the topic. <laughs> that was being covered, I still f found the show fascinating. So you check it out. So the reason I bring it up is because I listened to as the bumper was playing there the REM song. Well, the most recent uh, podcast that he's doing it's going to be a, it's a two-parter. First part focuses on the B-52s and REM and how they influence music. And I'm telling you, I got to send Jen a note and say. This, this 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 one is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, I may not know all the bands they mention, and I may not know everything by the bands that they mention. That I, you know, even the bands I do know, I may not all know all their stuff. But oh man, it's right where my musical tastes, uh, you know, really met the road. You know, got going. So uh, I'll link to it. Check it out. 
It's called Hit Parade. You can find it on iTunes. It's it's a fascinating podcast about pop music. It's terrific. I mean, they had one about uh, you know uh, the record label uh, Def Jam, which is hip hop and rap. And I'm not a huge fan of hip hop and rap. I just there's some I like, but most I you know I'm I'm more into melodies and hooks. But it was still absolutely fascinating. So I'm telling you, check it out. Uh, anyway, I was going to tell you this story about my son and his teeth. Well, my son's going to be turning 15 in August. Astrologers, put your charts away. And when he was about two years old, and wasn't even quite two years old, uh, we would take him in to see the doctor, do the you know the well baby visits and, and that kind of thing. And we noticed something about his teeth. Uh, they, they, his front teeth on the top would have brown marks on them. And we were curious as to what was going on, so we brought him in. When we brought him in for his checkup with his, his uh, with the pediatrician, uh, we mentioned it. We, we and the and he and the doctor looked at him and said, "Huh, what's going?" You know. And then he talked to us about what was what we were doing and what what, what happens. And um, you know, and and the doctor knew that the baby breastfed, but he didn't know. And we did tell him at this visit that well, you know, Hayden sleeps with us. Uh, you know, and so in the middle of the night, he'll just he'll crawl up on mom and you know latch onto a boob, and have a little midnight snack, and uh, and the doctor went, oh, a ho, well, uh, he said, uh, usually when we hear about you know breastfeeding babies, we don't have any kinds of worries. Breast milk is fantastic; it works really well for babies. It's great, um, and he says, but. When you let me know that he sleeps with you and he latches on, uh, what can happen, though, he can drink some milk and then he falls asleep and there's some milk still in his mouth that pools in there. And he says, uh, even though the milk is healthy for the baby, uh, or at that point, toddler, um, or wherever he was at that stage, because he wasn't quite two years old yet, um, it, it when the milk pools... The, the teeth, there's sugars in there, he says, and that begins to affect the teeth. And he says, I'm going to refer you to a, pediatri uh, uh, a pediatric dentist to have those teeth checked out. So we went. Ugh, God, and Amy and I, we still every now and then kind of talk about it and how bad we feel about this. Um, I mean, because we were brushing his teeth, we were flossing his teeth regularly, we were taking care of them. It's just that we noticed these brown marks and they weren't coming clean, and we thought, what's going on here? Uh, when we found out about that, uh, he was no longer latching on. <laughs> he was off the boob. He got weaned. Like the, I mean, just like that. It was just like we we said, "That's it. You're done." And it, which was an adjustment, but he, he you know he finally got over it. You know, like a couple of years ago. Uh, anyway, the dentist found that he had cavities and he needed fillings and he needed caps and he needed oh it was bad. It was really, it was bad, and we felt terrible. But he, he told us not to feel terrible. We didn't know. We were, we thought we were doing the right thing, and yeah. So in order to do all that, we had to bring him. And we had to bring him to the children's hospital. They had to put him under. They put caps on his front four teeth on the front, you know. So he had the silver teeth for quite a while until his, till they came out. Um, he, he had to get fillings all over in his mouth. And it was, 
it was a harrowing experience. We bring him down early in the morning to this hospital, and they put him under um, in this little room. It's just they don't they don't have a lot of space, but you put him on this little table, a little gurney, and and you go into this little room, barely enough room for the table and us to be in, but but we were there, and they they give him however they put him under a little shot, a little whatever they give him, and you know and Amy's holding him. You know, or, you know, kind of got her hands on him on the bed, and I'm standing behind her, and it's just to, to watch your, you know, watch your kid go through that. It's it's, kind of, it's unnerving. And then they take him away, and they do the work, and we wait. And then when it's done, uh, he comes back, and he's got these silver teeth in his mouth, and he's got a little bits of bruising around the mouth, a little, not too, it wasn't too bad, but you know, it's this, it's gonna happen. And there's a picture, and I, I, I don't think I'll. I wait. I'd have to scan it in and get, but I'd have to find it. But it's a picture of him. We're holding him. I, you know, I got him in my arms, and Amy's standing with him, and he's got a little stuffed animal toy that they gave him. And they took the picture. You know, the they the the nursing staff or the dental staff or whoever they took the picture, uh, and gave us. And he just looks completely out of it. He's awake, but he's looking like what? And to what we put him through, because we didn't know. And then we had one other little moment. Uh, he used to like to eat licorice. I would eat licorice, and he used to, you know, you know, he'd eat some with me, and he liked it. And and, and but now he doesn't eat licorice uh, because I think he's associating whether he realizes it or not, he's associating it with a moment that he had eating some licorice with dad, and that was he bit down. There was a tooth that had a crack in it, and it broke. And oh boy, did he cry out in pain. <laughs> we got him to the dentist the next day. And uh, uh, they put a they put a crown on that tooth, and it's just ugh. well now he's got all the, the the baby teeth are gone. He's got his adult teeth in, and so far every dental ap- uh, uh, appointment he's gotten, and he's gone to he's been no cavities. So we're that's good. And I keep telling him brush your teeth in the morning, brush your teeth before you go to bed, and floss every day. That's what you need to do. And he drinks water. Which is he's he's got one up on me, and he doesn't eat sugar sandwiches. <laughs> so so that's that's pretty good as far as that goes. Okay, um, what do you think? What do you think? I'll, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call an audible. Take another break right now. Take it a little early so that uh, I forgot. I got a couple couple other things of interest to to uh, yammer on about. So you're listening to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall be back to yammer on about a couple other topics. I hope you will find them interesting. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, just sit tight. I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident.
Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can. Colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. (laughs) Play a penny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm's sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing, for a charm of powerful trouble, like hellbroth boil and bubble, this brew be ye only salvation, from your favorite radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, and I've got one of these. I could make it a pedantic moment. Uh, so it's kind of one of those. But it's, man, it gets to me so much. It, it, just, it, it just gets under my skin. Uh, and it's, it's me being pedantic, of course. But I listen to... A fair number of podcasts, and I've been listening to a lot of this one called The Dollop, which is a history podcast, and it also has a strong theme of America Sucks. Uh, (laughs) You know, the hosts have a strong, strong feeling of we hate America. That's that they give away in there. So I might get myself a a little bit of a break from it because it gets a little tiring. But America has a lot of terrible things in its past. It's got some bad stuff going on now, too. So, and you know what? So does every other country in the world. Ever, ever, ever. They all have really bad moments. It's, uh, but, uh, but boy, there is, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a, a country that's so, that has people that so relish in talking about how terrible their country is as America. It just, maybe, I, I, I haven't lived in other countries. I don't know what their attitudes are toward them, but my goodness, 
they really do like to just focus on how terrible, 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 terrible we are and have been and probably always will be. And yet, they don't move. But, you know, I'm not a love-it-or-leave-it guy. <laughs> it's free speech, and the podcast is entertaining, and the histories that they do bring up, uh, some of them are, are astounding. Uh, but it, it, And, as I said, it is entertaining. But... They have, like a lot of people, it's ho- the hosts are, I think, under 40. Eh, they might, well, eh, close. They're younger than me. And I'm starting to get the old man thing. And it's like, what is it with you, you younger people, and not knowing how that the word, when somebody, when you take a person and you, you lynch them, or you execute them by by uh, dangling them from a rope until they die. Uh, that's that's what you call uh, hanging them. And so when you're talking about it past tense, it's hanged. It's not hung. It's hanged. I mean, they're constantly saying, you know. And then they hung him. Uh, he was hung. They got you know. She got hung. You know. No, hanged. Hanged. The word is hanged. I know it's weird. It and and why it's not a big deal. I know it's not a big deal. You know, just shake it off and walk along. But it bothers me, and it just you know it just gets under the skin, and I have to exactly. I have to let out one of those. <laughs> it's 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 hanged, not hung. A picture is hung. Uh, a person is hanged. And you can keep your dirty jokes to yourself because I know, I know, I know. I know some of you are just sitting out there saying, well, some people are hung. <laughs> yes, that's true. <clears throat> okay, uh, enough of that and that silliness. How about this silliness? Oh, my goodness. I've got something to read to you guys. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how this person is a Facebook friend of mine. But uh, this person uh, seems to uh, believe in a lot of this this kind of thing, and they shared uh, this uh, uh, article or blog uh, post that is a that is a warning. It is a warning to all of us that uh, well. Here's the headline: Buckle up! It's going to be a crazy summer with six planets going retrograde. Ooh, yeah, yep, I'm going to talk about astrology. One of the more silly things to believe in. Flat Earth, at least, you know, with Flat Earth, they can say, it looks flat. (laughs) But with astrology, I don't know. You know, it works for me. You know, this generic uh, reading in the paper, oh, yeah, I know, the paper's just for, for entertainment only, but anyway... This particular blog is written by someone that's going by Conscience Reminder. Okay, Conscience Reminder. Well, um, now imagine if I if I had the production chops. Uh, imagine that you, you'd be hearing some New Agey music in the background as I read this. So you just put that in your head, this new agey music, while I read to you, and I'll, I'll try to give it the, um, the seriousness it deserves. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me get ready. Okay, uh, buckle up. 
it's going to be a crazy summer with six planets going retrograde. <sighs> this is by Conscience Reminder, which is, uh, as I printed this out, has had 4,481 views. I, you know, I think the most views I've had of uh, uh, any of my blogs for Nostalgia Zone might be close to 900, uh, but usually it's more like 15. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. I do it because I enjoy it. You know, I, I don't get lots of downloads of this show. I do it because I enjoy it. I, I do it to, to get it out. And if somebody's entertained and somebody's informed, that's cool. And if, if I can shift somebody maybe into being a little more skeptical, well, that's cool too. Okay. <clears throat> the planets within our solar system are in, a, are in constant motion as they revolve around our sun. When we gaze into the night sky, our planets move to the east relative to the stars. However, there are times when it appears that a planet is moving in the opposite direction, to the west, and that is when the planet is referred to as moving retrograde. Retrograde motion is when a planet appears, when observed from Earth, in reverse direction. The reason why this happens is that of an optical illusion caused by the differences in orbits. In the realm of astrology, the retrograde motion has severe negative connotations. As Mercury is the planet said to rule communication, because oh, I'm I'm going to com I'm going to start commenting now. Okay, I'm just going to have to. As Mercury is the planet said to rule communication, because why not? We're just making all this shit up anyway, so why not? Those who are astrologically inclined, not that's that doesn't include me. Expect frequent misunderstandings, scheduling problems, and disagreements with friends during this period. It enters apparent retrograde motion between three and four times a year for about three weeks at a time. This is because Mercury is the fastest revolving planet in our solar system. Seven of the nine planetary energies go retrograde. The two luminaries, the sun and the moon, can never go retrograde. Okay, all right, and then then I'll I'll continue, but uh, I'm going to stop here for a moment uh, because Mercury goes into retrograde. You know, astrologically inclined people will realize that there will be fre frequent misunderstandings, scheduling problems, and disagreements with friends. See, this way, you don't have to take uh, ownership of the problem. You do, you don't you can you can just blame it on Mercury. You know, oh, well, Mercury's going rec retrograde. It's going retrograde, so we—I don't have to take, you know, my responsibility for this miscommunication with my friend, for this, for screwing up the scheduling on the job here, or for any kind of misunderstandings. It's not something I did. It's not something the person that I'm working with did. It's—it's it's the moon. It's a, well, it's Mercury going around the sun, and and. It appears, it, even in the article, even the person, conscience reminder says, it appears it's going in the, the opposite direction. It's not really going in the opposite direction. It just appears that it is. Because the, the Earth is also orbiting the sun. So when we get to a certain point, 
it looks like you know from our perspective on Earth, it looks like the the other planets that are in their orbits are going in the opposite direction when they're not. It just looks that way. So if if the planets could have an effect on people, which they can't, because you know scientifically you could say. It, it's, does their gravitational field have any kind of an effect on us? Well, no. I mean, the gravitational field of the table that's right in front of me ha is stronger on me than the moon is on me or any of the other planets or the sun. But but that's not... It, it's, 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 I mean, if you were going to try to figure out if that would have the effect, why would it appearing to move in a different direction have an effect on you? Because it's still going in the same direction. It's... <laughs> It just looks like it's not. So now it becomes a psychological thing. So there's this thing called self-fulfilling prophecies. So if you believe, well, it's going retrograde, you'll, you'll start to maybe make things happen where you don't re even realize that you're making things happen. Or you're doing the confirmation bias where you're noticing the, the miscommunications. You're noticing the problems or or if there's any good things that are associated with a planet moving retrograde or appearing to move retrograde, uh, you know, you, you'll, you'll, your confirmation bias will notice those where you'll ignore all the times that it happened when the planet wasn't appearing to move retrograde. <sighs> all right, let's continue with this silliness. So then they give you, uh, they give you six, six, uh, 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 planets moving somewhere and what it means. We'll start number one, <clears throat> Pluto in retrograde. The planet Pluto will continue retrograding until the 30th of September and it showers a real sense of direction on people while retrograding. It helps you to get over all your pains, sufferings, and difficulties in life by making you more determined. It increases your ability to self-heal and recover from the wounds by increasing your willpower. But wait a minute. Didn't they just say when a, when a planet is in retrograde, it has severe negative connotations? That doesn't sound like severe. It sounds like a good thing. We should, we should you know what we should do? We should, uh, we should have NASA work on uh, reversing the orbit of Pluto. So it's always in retrograde, in, in, except when it gets starts to look like it's moving, in, well, it might start looking like it's moving in a weird direction because of our orbit, and then we'll just have it move, go, go the other way. So, so that way, you know, we need all this positivity from Pluto at all times. Uh, number two, Saturn in retrograde. Saturn has been retrograding for a while now, and it will keep on doing so till the 6th of September. The revolving motion of the planet Saturn in an opposite direction has a direct connection with karma. Of course. Well, you know, if you're going to believe in bullshit like Australia. Uh, Australia. <laughs> it ain't there. The planet's flat. There's no way there's Australia. Um, I'm, I'm in astrology. Bullshit of astrology. I believe in Australia. If you're going to believe in Australia... Uh, Damn it. <laughs> Astrology, why not believe in karma? <clears throat> While Saturn is in retrograde, people's pasts will confront them and they will have to right the wrongs if they want to move forward in their lives. Number three, Jupiter in retrograde. 
I you know if I were grading this this paper, I would uh, give uh, at least on the Jupiter one an incomplete consciousness reminder. It gets an incomplete on this because they just don't really say anything here. I'll read it to you. Jupiter will continue to be in retrograde for some time, and it comes out of retrograde on the 10th of July, which is a lot sooner than Pluto and Saturn. Although the energies coming out of Jupiter are not as valuable as the ones from Pluto and Saturn, but it is still very imperative. Okay, what does it do? What do the energies do? I, I guess they're imperative, but we don't get, you know, we don't get any more than that. Uh, let's see, that was number three. Number four, Neptune. Net Neptune in retrograde. Neptune is yet to be in retrograde. Neptune will start revolving backward, appearing to revolve backward. Remember, it just appears. Uh, from the 18th of June, uh, which, okay, it's in retrograde now. Uh, from the 18th of June, and will stop on the 24th of November. It is a planet of life and positive energies, but it also brings back people's pasts, and if they don't confront their past, it may cause karmic repercussions. I mean, sure, why not? Just You're making all this shit up anyway, so let's just go ahead. Number five, Mars in retrograde. Mars is yet to be in retrograde. It starts on the 26th of June. Well, it is in retrograde now. And Mars will be in retrograde until the 27th of August. Mars is a very promising planet, and it brings along with it a source of astonishing energy that mankind has never felt before. What? What? Doesn't it go in retrograde at least one time a year? Maybe more? If it brings this astonishing energy, haven't we felt it before? This is the first time? What, what does this mean? Astonishing energy. And I thought, I thought you said in the preamble... Uh, retrograde motion has severe negative connotations. What the hell? <laughs> Get your bullshit lined up. Number six, Mercury in retrograde. Mercury is yet to be in retrograde. It starts in the month of July and will not stop its motion before the 18th of August. The backward revolving motion of Mercury brings along with it a lot of sadness and grief. It makes people confront things that they were hiding from, drawing them out to the light. Ugh, God. You know, well, again, it's like this. If you want it to have this stuff, you can make it have that stuff. You can, you can, you can make significance out of insignificant things. You'll pay attention to stuff that you may ignore when the planets aren't appearing to move in the opposite direction. And the only two planets that they didn't mention was Venus and uh, your anus. I like to say it that way because it's so mature. <laughs> so apparently those two don't ever appear to be going retrograde because they say seven of the of the nine celestials, or what do they call it, seven energies, <laughs> astrological energies. It's just uh, are the only ones that do the moving. There's, there's, there's. Uh, well, they, I'll read it again. This is because uh, no, 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 no. Seven out of the nine planetary energies go retrograde. The sun and the moon don't. Uh, but and so you know because Venus and and Uranus was left off of here. Uh, you know when. 
back when uh, whatever I think it was one of the Voyager satellites was going past uh, Uranus, <laughs> uh, and we were getting pictures back, we discovered that there was a ring around it. So <laughs> back in those days, uh, friends of mine and I, we had plenty of fun with uh, finding out that there was a ring around your anus. Okay, uh, what else have I got? <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go to the three cool things. Um, three cool things. Number three, uh, I just stumbled upon this just looking for baseball stuff on, on YouTube. There's a, uh, a Major League Baseball compilation of what uh, whoever put it together is calling the best, loudest crowd reactions. Well, there's a few reactions to some things that happened in baseball. And the, what they did, which I think is pretty cool, um, is they, they show it from like the TV feed. And they give you, they tell you what it was that that you're seeing. You know, this is what game it was and when it happened, who the teams were, and so you see the TV feed and you hear the crowd there. But then they, then after that, they show from you know, uh, amateur video, uh, most of which were in landscape format. So kudos to those folks. But they show amateur video from either outside the park or way, you know, from some other park, it's just fans holding up their, their their camera devices and capturing the moment there. And that was cool. The only thing that's not cool about that one is the very last one is uh, if there was a game uh, in Philadelphia, I think it was, that um, uh, either it was announced or people were, through their, through their smartphone devices, were getting the news that Osama bin Laden had been killed and the crowd just spontaneously starts cheering and doing the USA chant. I found that a little... Um, a little creepy. Uh, anyway, so that's that's number three. Number two, uh, friend of the show, Craig. Haven't mentioned him in a while. Uh, Craig, uh, he found a, uh, a a Bible word locator, and it's run by a site that's a Bible friendly site. And you can go in there. They must have some algorithm of some sort that uh, you can put in a word, and it'll search for how many times that word shows up in the Bible. So uh, we did a few. Uh, the word kill is in the Bible 419 times. Rape is in the Bible twice. Slave is in 157 times. Love, the word love, that's not, that's not I'll go all negative, right? Love is in there 797 times. Hate is in there 178 times. Hell, 17. Peace is in there 393 times. War, 431 times. Uh, God is mentioned by name uh, 4,858 uh, 4, times. Jesus gets 1,176 mentions. Satan gets uh, uh, 59. The devil gets 35. Uh, and Moses gets 877. Uh, let's see. The word the... 85,711, and the word a, or a, uh, however you want to pronounce it, 88,737 times. The word tolerance, zero. Hmm. But that's really cool. And uh, the, the big cool thing uh, of the show is this thing called hot dog water. Uh, there was uh, uh, this, this, this thing came out in, uh, um, on the internets uh, where uh, at some event in, where was it? Uh, I'm trying to find the news while on the fly here and I'm running out of time. Uh, I think it was in Canada. Oh, up there in Canada where they're in Calgary, kids are 
rotting out their teeth. Maybe they can drink hot dog water. Uh, there's some vendor at some event was selling hot dog water. And that you get a bottle with a hot dog in it and water. And they were claiming that you drink that water. It gives you protein and helps you. Uh, it says uh, the protein of the hot dog water helps your body uptake the water content and the sodium and all the things you'd need post-workout. And they, 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 you know all this other stuff that's it, it's supposed to be helping you. Uh, but then it turns out that the people who came up with this hot dog water, they're actually trying to teach people to think critically. Uh, this is, of course, this is nonsense. This is like snake oil. And so there's a quote here in the article that, that uh, in the fine print on the, on the bottom of the sales pitch, it reads, hot dog water in its absurdity hopes to encourage critical thinking related to product marketing and the significant role it can play in our purchasing choices. So that's pretty cool that somebody would come up with a clever way to show people that you need to think critically about this snake oil stuff, that uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, that's another lively episode of Dimland Radio that will be downloaded maybe 20 times. But what the hell, right? What the hell? Uh, anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, be skeptical and extraordinary claims. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, uh, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And you Americans out there, have a happy fourth. We'll see you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in. What? 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 Well, well I'm going, going to hell. hell.